The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. So, welcome back, Trinidad and Tobago. We are live here on Freedom 106.5 FM. And today we are stepping into the conversation about finding that balance between work life and home life. And my guest today, uh, Mrs. Michelle Boxel Dunkley, she's a native of Trinidad and Tobago who resides in Jamaica with her husband of 31 years, and they have two adult children. Mrs. Boxel Dunkley is a counseling psychologist who works in the Jamaican school system as a guidance counselor, and she has a passion for young people, as is evident in her involvement in uh, schools and her football club and her church ministry. She's also dubbed herself the Pink Warrior, being a two-year breast cancer survivor, a fact that she credits to her firm faith in God and holds on to his promise in Jeremiah 29, 11, that his plans are for her own, well, for her good plans. And also in studio with me is Mr. Ryan Bechu. He's a multimedia journalist and uh, the Guardian Media for the last 13 years in his native Trinidad and Tobago. Having started as an intern, Ryan rapidly rose through the ranks, junior reporter, producer, and ultimately anchor of several news and current affairs programs. And I'm sure once he starts to speak, you will recognize the voice. So welcome, lady and gents. Good morning to you, Mrs. Dunkley. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And Mr. Bechu. Good morning to all of our viewers, to, li- to our listeners. I'm from TV, I'm sorry. <laughs> Good morning to you, Tasca, as well as Michelle. Uh, so just a little <laughs> up with the... A little bit up. Yes. There we go. So today we're talking about, you know, finding that balance between work life and home life. And I wanted to start with you, Mrs. Dunkley. How do we find that balance? Uh, is it that our personalities tend to draw us into work or is it th- like an escape in some regards? Um, all right. Well, you know, really, it, we, I guess we'd have to look at what that work-life balance is first. So at least what it's supposed to be. And, you know, it's set a job. The amount of time you spend, you know, pursuing personal interests, hobbies, uh, spending time with loved ones and so on. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't know if there's a, I don't think there's a formula, you know. Um, I must say, I, I have looked at my husband over the years and wonder, you know, just how does he find time mm-hmm. to be involved in the myriad of things that he is involved in, you know, so... Um, I guess it, it's, it will come down to a personal thing because of the same in the same breath, you have persons that they just can't find time to do anything, mm-hmm. you know, but then there are those that it just seems like they're just involved in everything and still taking on, you know, things, you know, um, I don't know if those are the persons who can't say no, I'm not sure, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I don't think there's any particular formula. And Mr. Pichu, what do you think? I think it's, uh, well, first of all, thanks very much for having me on. But just for the benefit of our listenership, um, mm-hmm. I think Tosca invited me on, not because I'm the perfect example for this conversation, but perhaps because I'm the perfect bad example for this <laughs> conversation. Oh. Uh, because striking that work-life balance, and it's good to have, um, I guess, an example 
or, or at least a not so good example so mm -hmm. uh, to show uh, the progress that men need to make when it comes to work-life balance and I, I fully agree with Michelle it's it's mm. very difficult uh, sometimes to understand how men go through life and, and how they make time for certain for certain things that you would otherwise think that they're just way too busy for but that's one area of my life that I've largely struggled with. And, mm -hmm. and, and when I was invited onto the program, I was a little bit hesitant because like I just mentioned to you, I thought I was a pretty bad, ex I am a pretty bad example of that because uh, balancing work and, and having a life itself mm -hmm. is something that is very imbalanced for me personally, but it's a lifelong struggle and a professional struggle as well to get better at it because um, the consequences are very real. And mm -hmm. I've come off the back of what has been a very busy year, just like Michelle has been... Uh, uh, you know, observing her husband mm -hmm. for a number of years. Uh, I've observed myself over the course of this year. Uh, professionally, I've been there. I've done a lot of work professionally. But ask me, what have I done for myself? Ask mm -hmm. me what I've done, you know, to better my mental capacity. Ask me what I've done to refresh my body in a certain way. And, and, mm -hmm. and Tosca, the, the answer would be really, uh, I can't think of anything at the moment. And it's so critical. Yeah. The, the thing is, before we started the discussion, we were having a discussion Just off, off air. air. Yeah. And we were brief, briefly talking about, you know, what you do and probably give if you give them an idea as to how much you really do. And uh, one of the comments we... I agreed with is that when we arrive at home, our minds are still focusing on, you know, uh, okay, I still have this interview to, to get, you know, this is a real great quote from this person, I need to get it done in the morning. So just give us a brief idea of what your job entails and probably they will, they will understand um, how we are discussing work-life balance. Yeah, uh, you could allude to it, uh, Tosca, mm. because your your days are, are very your life and you're in, you were in the same industry, yes. so so you know yeah. so you know very well. But you're very you're very right. You're one hundred percent right. Um, each day just leads into the other for mm. us, and I'm not just going to say to myself. And 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 I want to broaden the conversation a little bit because even people who aren't in the media industry, even people who aren't in the broadcasting industry, people, some people, you know, a friend and I were talking about being entrepreneurs and and business people. Mm -hmm. Business people, if you own a business, they're probably not sleeping uh, as yeah. much as we are sleeping because each day again leads into the next. So in my, I I was back at work at eight o'clock. I got home at 9.30 last night. I was back at work at 8 o'clock and even when I got home at 9.30, I started prepping for today. So what are some of the big stories that we could look out for today? You know, mm -hmm. East Port of Spain is in the newspaper right now. It's in the front pages at the moment. The Prime Minister had a very important press conference yesterday. A lot was said there. How can we follow up on it? So you're already thinking ahead mm -hmm. as to what today will look like. So, you know, the news aspect of it is just one hour on air per night where people may see you for, for for 60 minutes. But in reality, my day actually starts around 8, 8 a.m. I try not mm. to get to work for later than 9 a.m. I come in, start working on midday news, like you said, try mm -hmm. getting interviews with some of the major players. And then from there, you get into writing stories for the 7 o'clock news. You're checking other people's stories. Then we've got a several meetings to set the agenda for the day, to mm -hmm. keep the agenda on course for the day, then to decide what gets into the newscast and what gets into the paper. So it's a very, very long day, uh, largely very fruitful, mm -hmm. very gratifying. But I think Michelle alluded to it best, you know, with all of this happening, you know, you sort of lose yourself. Um, Mrs. Dunkley, how do we define and separate the work person from home person? What's some of the tips you can give to us? 
Are you there? Are you hearing me? Yes, I'm hearing you now. Right. So, you know, one of the things that I think is important to to really understand is that, you know, the the work aspect of us is simply one aspect of life, you know. Um, And so in a real sense, you can't, you can separate it. So what I'm going to say probably sounds contradictory, but you should separate. So there should be um, an intentional separation, mm-hmm. I agree. you know, to have that work-life balance. For some persons, I know that's not so easy, mm-hmm. you know, and um, even for myself, uh, I came into work yesterday at at 7.30. Before I could open my door, there was a parent and a child. I had them for three hours. Then there was a next parent. I had classes at a number of things that you know there was just no no time to stop mm-hmm. you know um, and that went way into the night i left my workplace way in the evening you know and at, you, you go home and you're still the things that you you know um it's as Ryan said, think, you, you, you take home things you're thinking about mm-hmm. what is right what's going to happen you know to the next day and so on so i think one of the things that is important to do is to really stop and, and evaluate you know what is happening with my situation now you know and so we ask some questions you know is the quality time that i'm spending with those uh with my family is there enough time that i'm spending with them you know are they sidelined you know does work become the priority um am i missing my children's um, big events the the or even the small ones you know the the soccer game the things like that you know the birthdays what's happening am i you know shrouded in work and i I don't have time to you know do these simple things and and remember the persons who who are around so we really need to do stop and evaluate you know what's happening and you know once we can see what's happening then we'll know how to go forward you know um so that's the first thing i would say stop and and really look at what's happening with your current situation yeah. You know, that's, I have some other points. And if you want me to go through all of Michelle, them, yeah, sure. um, I, I just want to jump in really quickly because I think Michelle has made asked some very good <laughs> questions there. Uh, and, and, and it's been a little bit deeper for me. I found myself, I'm not married, I don't have children. Uh, and the questions similar to, to that of Michelle, that Michelle is asking, the questions that I have found myself asking, uh, Tosca, mm. uh, is why? is work so important to so many of us. And mm-hmm. let, let's forget the financial gain, okay? We all need money yeah. to survive. We need to buy groceries. We need to pay uh, our bills. All very important. But why? Why is it that beyond eight hours, there is this need mm-hmm. to take work home? Is it because we need, we're so task-oriented? Why is it we feel the need to, you know, and I, I don't have the answer to it, so I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just, ask, I'm just telling you a question. question. Yeah, I'm just yeah. telling you. Yeah. Why, after a very long day of being so productive, some of us don't even take our lunch hours. We work through our lunch hours. We eat at our desks. Mm -hmm. But why is it that after such productive long days do we still feel the need to take work home um, Mm -hmm. that could otherwise be redirected to early morning or tomorrow? It's a question that that I've been uh, sort of, it's been plaguing my own career, my Mm -hmm. own professional life, because 
we do so much already and there are so many hardworking people across the Caribbean region who go to work early, who mm-hmm. work beyond their shifts. Uh, and, and yet still, they feel the need to do so much more. And I don't know, I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm asking the question out loud. Michelle is an expert in this. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if it's because it takes us away from a life that we would know we would rather not live or takes us away from things or keeps us busy from things that we would rather not feel. Uh, uh, Michelle is better than I am at this, but, but mm-hmm. it's certainly things that I've been grappling with uh, throughout this year. What do you think, Mrs. Dunkley? All right. Well, that's a good point. Um, and I think there might be different reasons uh, why that happens, you know. For some persons, I think it is that they really do love their job. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are some persons who are, I don't want to say obsessed, but their job kind of becomes one with them. And becomes I think their identity. They're, they're not doing, right. And so if they're not doing um, something linked to their job, you know, all the time, it's like they're lost. You know, um, so that could be one thing. For for some others, it can be maybe the need to achieve, and so you you just you're going, going, going. You know, because you have to. You know, you must be the best. Mm-hmm. But then again, it could be too. As Ryan said, maybe some persons are trying to escape um, more unpleasant uh, <laughs> environments or situations. Mm-hmm. Do you think that so they immerse themselves in work which seems comfortable? Do you think that society's pressures have a lot to do with uh, those stress factors or those indicators that we just mentioned? Yes, I I think so. In in some sense, um, and so we look at the whole financial you know aspect of it. So if I don't have a nice car if i you know i'm not able to buy things if i am not living in a particular area it may spell okay i'm not successful which Mm -hmm. which of course we know is is not true you know but that is like a standard that is out there that okay you know these things will show that you are you know you've you've arrived somewhere you know, so if, if I'm if I'm taking the bus, if I'm a professional, I'm taking the bus. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, especially I guess in the Jamaicans are a little different because in Trinidad, I think I prefer to take the bus than mm-hmm. <laughs> be in bumper to bumper traffic for hours. You know, but as a professional in, in Jamaica, if I'm there taking the bus and, you know, especially in my setting, in, in the school setting, the students, they, they, they comment about it and they're like, wait, you know, I have been more. Mm. Breaking up a little bit. Yeah, the connection is a, a little. You know, she can't even afford. You know, and that's just a simple. Are you hearing me? Yes, I'm hearing. You know, we broke up a little bit. So what we're saying is that, um, in perception has a lot to play with uh, how we see our success in terms of our work life and uh, pertaining to men as they may have it um, in terms of society's outcry, they have it a little harder because they are seen as the providers, they are seen seen as the protectors, and that um, mental stress plays on their minds a lot, especially when you know that you're working this nine to five, you're tagging with the boss and you're doing everything that the boss says, but for some reason, it's not enough. 
and eventually that stress translates to how they relate to their inner circle, meaning their wife, kids, uh, family members, and then that translates into stress for, you know, the members as well, and they react and respond. So how do we... Well, you outlined a few steps a little while ago. I know that you have a few more. Probably you can give us those steps as well. How do we cope with those things? Okay. Right. And as you rightly said, you know, um, I, I do think the, the males may be a bit pressured. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a little counter to that because we see women, not just now, but women seem to be so successful. And so men, I think, too, are also, I don't against that but like they're in every it's no longer where you know it's just a man thing mm -hmm. and so i think too that puts a pressure on the male as well you know if you really think about it but as i said before we stop and evaluate our situation and then we assess our priorities because i think that's part of the issue we get lost sometimes and we don't really look at what's important so if making a certain amount of money you know is a priority we also have to look at how is this affecting, as you said, the circle of persons around us or, or personal interactions or relationships or families. You know, how 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 is that affecting, you know, that whole circle there? But once we have a, a better idea of how um, we can, you know, adjust, you know, and begin to prioritize what's re what really matters, you know, um, and then where, where am I going to make a compromise? Because we will have to make, you know, some compromises. On the other side, where have I been making too many compromises? So is it that work has become, you know, first place and the, the poor wife and the children, they're just, you know, they're just taken for granted, you know, so it can work, it can work both ways. You know? So what are some alter, um, alternative things, you know, that can be done mm -hmm. to really ensure that we're giving enough time and energy to the things that are really important? Not that the work is not important, but we have, we talk about balance you know so it can't just be one so we're talking about the balance and the balance is important mm -hmm. um time management so that's a crucial thing as i as i mentioned about my husband you know and he always talks about needing more time and i'm like in my mind I said, if you had more time i don't know how many more things you'd be doing exactly. because you yeah. already seem to be doing so much mm -hmm. right so once we are able to see where our priorities lie you know and see what's really important then we can try to, to manage that time that we have, you know, um, and review how we look, how, how we're spending the time that we, we have now. How do we spend our time and what adjustments? Because that's that's something with life. We have to keep making adjustments, you know, and we have to see where things can be shifted, you know, so that um, we're able to, to have that balance because the balance is really, really important. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's important and, and we have to establish boundaries. So, and this is where, you know, and, and as Ryan spoke to, this is where, so we get home and persons need to know, okay, after six o'clock, do not call me. After six o'clock, do not send me a work-related email. You know, things like that. So we have to set some boundaries and we have to hold to them. So if, if we say, okay, don't call me after six, but then people keep calling and you're not saying, you know what, um, uh, call me tomorrow, you know, after eight o'clock. Right. So we have if we set the boundaries, if we establish the boundaries, we have to we have to have them enforced. We can't go back on it. I mean, of course, there are exceptions, there are emergencies, but we have to we have to set those boundaries. 
else we will keep you know getting back into the same rut and then it, it, it defeats the whole purpose mm -hmm. you know and so we have to continuously be um you know tweaking how we we're going to you know go forward with it once we decide on the actions that we're going to do you know and to get this effective um work-life balance we have to be making adjustments you know if something's not working then we make the adjustments so it's not stuck in stone mm -hmm. and so you know we have to to look at how we can continuously be refining it you know so that we can get it right because it is important you know it's really important that work-life balance if we don't have it then we know there are a number of things that it can affect and we talk about you know of physical well-being, emotional, uh, mental health, you know, so I've said a lot. So I'm going to... Uh, yeah, I just want to real quick thing because Michelle made some excellent points and, and, and just on the flip side of that, I know that she's spoken about uh, our own mental well-being, our own physical well-being and taking the time out to exercise and to exercise mentally. But uh, I think we also must remember as well, Michelle, that in the case of if you have a family at home, mm -hmm. um, it is for their well-being as well. These people are missing you. These people want to spend time with you. It's also important for them. So you may be wrapped up in your own head and in your own career about advancing, getting a promotion, getting mm -hmm. a raise, whatever else, uh, while these people at home who care about you, who love you, who want to spend time with you, who may not necessarily uh, care too much if you get the promotion. Oh, it nice, doesn't yeah. Mean, yeah, I think mm -hmm. it, I just wanted to make that point that it's really, if you have a family, uh, that really is important for them. It may not be, you know, top of your priority, I guess, but mm -hmm. it's certainly important for them. One thing that I wanted to mention, I, I think that a lot of people struggle with, you see, the guilt that you feel once you establish your boundaries and say, listen, don't call me after six. I'm spending time with the family. And when you start to actually have fun, you see that feeling of guilt. That's something that I personally uh, struggle with from time to time because I know I'm working all of these hours. I'm putting all of these uh, commitments together. And I say, okay, I'm not going to answer the phone. I'm not going to look at Facebook. I'm not going to answer emails. And there's a small amount of guilt that creeps in and becomes bigger. And it's a little more difficult when you work in media. I, I guess, mm -hmm. Mr. Beach, you could say that. Yeah, I think so. I think because yeah. it's such a 24-hour kind of know, situation. Kind of, yeah, it's mm -hmm. round the clock. News is always happening. Important things could break uh, very late at night. But again, you know, you have to, As as uh, and I love the fact that uh, Michelle brought it up and she used a very key word for me, the most key word in this conversation that we're having intentional mm -hmm. it has to be intentional you know we could want it we could try for it but we have to have the intent uh, to establish boundaries uh, and maybe you know your boundaries Tosca may look mm. very different from mine maybe it's not possible for me to switch off my phone at 9 p.m. yeah uh, maybe for such they have to they have they're on emergency call they're a doctor they're a nurse yep. and they have to be on standby so uh, in the context of our own lives we would have to set boundaries differently yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that I cannot tell you uh, to switch your phone off at 9 p.m. And, and, and spend time with your family because that may not be uh, that's that's probably not impossible for you. Mm -hmm. Similar to me, you know, maybe I could do it, but you can't. I think within the parameters, and this is what Michelle, I think, uh, I, I hope I don't misquote her here, but I, this is what she's been trying to nail home. Within the context of our own lives, we have to do some introspection mm -hmm. and really, uh, really see how we can 
facilitate ourselves, because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we're doing it for ourselves and for our families, uh, how we can set these boundaries intentionally to ensure that we don't run out of fuel, that we don't go crazy mentally mm -hmm. because of the, the the amount of hours, the number of hours that we are putting in on a on a week to week basis. I think that, that that's a really excellent point that you've come up with. Uh, Mrs. Dunkley, how about uh, telling us what kind of language we can use with individuals who we are trying to set those boundaries uh, to improve mental health, to improve the space that we're in? What kind of language can we use to encourage or foster that understanding that those boundaries have been set? All right. So... You know, as you said, as you mentioned, that whole feeling of guilt, mm -hmm. you know, but really and truly, we have to be selfish. You know, we, we do. We have to be selfish. And I know it's hard, as you said, and it depends on the type of, of work you're in. It's going to be hard sometimes to just shut out, you know, everything, you know. But um, I think for, for persons, because there's a, there's a misconception, sorry, that working long hours leads to increased productivity, right? Mm -hmm. But we know that there's a certain point where workers just can't go anymore, right? That's just the way, and I mean, human beings, we're just made up a certain way. So after a certain point, we, productivity goes down. You mm -hmm. know, you get tired, um, your mind is not working as it should and things like that. So it's a real thing when we think of, you know, drawing that line. Um, you know, if, if you're in, it depends on the type of, of work setting you're in, you you can, I don't know, if you can say to persons, listen, you know, I really would love to, you know, be available to you, um, but, you know, I'm going to ask you, you know, as you understand, you know, I have my family and so on, and so, you know, really, after six is, is, is not a good time, but if you have an emergency, so things like that, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but in the case, for example, my husband, one of the things that he is, is a, a pastor. Mm -hmm. and so that combination of guidance counselor, pastor, coach, so um, his phone is going at some odd hours, you know? And so I myself have been trying to get him to, to get to say to persons, listen, um, you know, because I'm thinking persons should, in their mind, Respect. say, okay, well, you know, yeah. 10 o'clock is not a good time to call somebody, but I've realized that persons really, <laughs> once, they, once they're in a need, once they have a situation, mm -hmm. they're not thinking of the time. They just want to reach out to the person who can help them. You know, so it's not always um, possible to do, but I think once we get persons into the understanding of it, they will begin to respect, you know, those boundaries that we have placed and not see it as something negative. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but we, I, I mean, I, we have to be flexible, you know, as, as I hear, you know, Ryan say, we have to be flexible because sometimes, you know, we can't just, you know, stick to that, you know, but the more we do try and put it in and even to, as our families see us making that, that effort, it also, it also helps them to appreciate, you know, um, more what, what is being done mm -hmm. because they see that, okay, you know, it's not that everybody can just call at any time and, you know, um, their, their, their needs are dealt with, but we are just left, you know. But so th that helps too in getting the family to see, okay, you know, we are, we are considered. We are not just, you know, we're not just there as a part of the package, you know. Um, 
So we, we have to put things in place. One of the things that I, I'd say, my husband is also involved in football heavily. Mm-hmm. You know, from the days when he was playing um, to now when he's coaching. And so what I had to do, I had to make a decision to get involved in football. (laughs) (laughs) As as they say, if you can't beat them, join them. (laughs) Right. So I had to literally join. Yeah. And so, you know, persons look on and they say, wow, you Just say that again. You, you, You broke up. You're breaking up a little bit. Hello. All right. So the connection. To like it, and I understand Okay. We got the connection there again. Yes, I'm hearing you though. I'm hearing you now. So you were saying you got involved in football because you realized that. Um, the commitment that your your husband has put to the game, it, it's not going to reduce. So you might as well, you know, join in. Right. So you know, as I say, when when persons say, "Oh, you really love football," uh, you know, deep down I'm saying, "No, I don't really love football, but <laughs> I've come to uh, an acceptance of it." Yes. <laughs> you know, and so over the years, right? So I've been able to help him in that way. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little different because for him, even though football, so it's, it's one of the things that he loves. So I guess it's easier for him because this, for some, it would be like a hobby or extra thing. It wouldn't be like work, but mm-hmm. it's actually something that he loves. So even when it is work, because he coaches an actual team, you know, and is paid to do so, So, mm-hmm. but it's still enjoyment for him, you know. So maybe that says something to us. I don't know if sometimes the things that we do, we should really maybe love them as things that we would even be able to use as um, extra <laughs> activities. I don't yeah. know. So yeah. we, we can have our cake and eat it too. <laughs> but I know that's not always possible. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. It's coming closer to the network news on uh, TPC Radio Network and Freedom 106.5 FM. So I think we can start to close off here and give us your last bit of uh, advice or comments for men and in this case women as well because we we are partners to our men so that we can help them and better understand their situation with uh, finding that balance between work and home. Are you there? Right. So yes, yes. So so you know, as I say, the, the work balance, the work-life balance is important. And what it does, you know, once we can move to that balance, it makes life a little less stressful. Mm-hmm. And that's always a great thing, you know, because less stress means that we have less um, incidences of, of illness and disease and so on. You know, um, it improves our emotional well-being if we can you know, try to get to that work-life balance. And at the end of the day, it actually can also increase our overall productivity. Mm-hmm. So if we're not killing ourselves at work, but we're having the balance, and at the end of the day, we can, you know, have that overall productivity, that increased productivity, that's a, a win-win situation, you know. So we have to be, we have to, to 
as, as I'm going to say again, we have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. You have to make a decision. And it's really hard for some persons, and as I hear, you know, both you and Ryan said, it's going to be really hard for some persons. But we have to, because when we look at the downside, the, the burnout, burnout is a serious thing. And I think we, mm-hmm. we don't understand how, you know, um, devastating burnout can be. I think that the reason for that is we are in the you midst know? of so the burnout when we realize so we that we to... are burning out. Yeah. When we're already on fire. Uh, right. We're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of hard. We can't reverse, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's, it's really difficult. And I think one of the things, I think, um, I think COVID, you know, we blame COVID for a lot of things. And I think COVID has caused a lot of um, issues. And so, you know, getting back to normal, some people have seen where they during COVID, they had to work at, you know, at home and work became everything. Mm-hmm. And so for some persons, they've not been able to come out of that and really, you know, begin to to have that balance. And so I think in that sense, that was a, a negative, you know, that I, I see because it's still happening with other people. Other people I know are still working from home and they are complaining because they still, they don't have that balance. Mm-hmm. You know, so they don't go into a nine to five and then they get home. They're at home still working online, mm-hmm. you know, and so that has really caused, I think, for a lot of persons, you know, that imbalance. You um, know, but we have to be, I'm going to say, we have to be intentional because it's about our, our well being, it's about our health, mentally, physically, it's about maintaining our, our families, you know, our relationships. They're breaking so up. We a... have to. We have to have. I'm gone again. No, go ahead. We just got you back. Right. So I'm just saying that you know it's really important, you know, to have the work-life balance so that um, all aspects of our of our being, our physical, emotional, mental health, you know, um, will be able to work in sync, you know, and we are able to to really fulfill our potential you know and not the end of it mm-hmm. you know so we have to make a decision we have to be intentional we have to make those changes as hard as they might be and changes don't come overnight so it's going to take time it's going to take you know time. it's going to take time i like the fact that you brought up um covid and work as a survival strategy within that period and a lot of people haven't started coming out of that your last comments ryan uh what are some of the things that you took away from this conversation and what are some of the things you think you can put into practice to find that work-life balance the first thing is uh like i mentioned i think michelle nailed it i think Mm. there has to be some intent for from us if there is no intent then we're not going to really go anywhere in executing it so i think michelle absolutely nailed it uh my closing comments though for your second question and that's a really good one is that I think that loving your job mm-hmm. is incredible. That's an incredible blessing. That's nothing but a blessing. Mm-hmm. Being in a job that you love going to every morning, that's a blessing. Uh, but I also think that what we should do is that we should have that intention of finding something else in our lives mm-hmm. uh, that could distract us away even from this blessing even from this love that we have for this job so whether you love playing sport or exercising some people love art mm-hmm. some people love fashion to redirect your energy to give that 
other part of your life, that second life, like uh, as I like to call it, I'm into watching football and, and I like watching track and field. Those are my getaway. I like reading, so mm -hmm. getting away from those things. I think finding that other thing that we enjoy doing and that could take us away from our work, uh, for work life for a little bit, I think that's so critical. Uh, and we're having this conversation, Tosca, at a really good moment. It's six weeks away from the start of 2024. Mm -hmm. So for those of our friends listening to Freedom right now, let's challenge all of ourselves to start 2024 by giving that other side of us, that other interest of us, whether it's sport, whether it's fashion, whether it's art, whatever it is, whatever you're interested in, whether mm -hmm. it's sewing, it could be as trivial. Let's challenge ourselves to, to look into it, to explore it at least a little bit come January and see where it leads to over the next 12 months. And all in all, it's all about finding that balance and making yourself happy. Because once you are happy, then it can translate to everyone around you. I want to thank you very much for coming on to the show, Ryan. And also, Mrs. Dunkley, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Well, I, I can say <laughs> it, it, Michelle. Was, it was my pleasure. It was my pleasure. <laughs> thank you so much for coming in and giving us the psychologist angle from for the situation and we'll talk to you soon yes thank you so much okay. Tasca. thank you so much michelle all right trinidad yes, and tobago good to be on with you so take care the best insight instant feedback accountability the all-new talk radio freedom 106.5